Welcome to the Six Figure Roadmap, brought to you by LVRG.it. Leverage it, saving you money on the tools, software, and courses you use to grow your business every single day. Now, here's your host, Cam Martinez. Welcome back to the Six Figure Roadmap, everyone. Today's interview was fantastic. It might even be one of the most insightful and actionable interviews I've done on the show so far. So be sure to listen to the whole thing, take notes, listen to it over and over because Carla White is a master when it comes to using apps to generate leads, build your list, grow your business, and ultimately change your life. Next week, we have another amazing, amazing guest coming in. If you don't know who Neil Patel is, drop everything you're doing right now. Go to Google, go to YouTube, go somewhere and search his name. He is the king of SEO. I'm super excited to present his interview and the information he provides to you guys. It's going to be amazing. So be sure to tune in next week for that interview. Today's guest, Carla White, is the first woman to launch an iPhone app. Yes, you heard that correctly. The first woman to launch an iPhone app. It's been top of the charts for 10 plus years. She's a success coach and happiness cattle prod who's helped countless people transform their personal and professional lives via her apps, public speaking, newsletters, seminars, and books. Her number one best-selling app, Gratitude, has been downloaded by thousands, featured on Oprah, NBC, New York Times, and countless other applications, and continues to grow in popularity around the globe. She shares everything she knows about producing successful apps in her bestseller, Idea to iPhone. So on today's interview, we talk a lot about going from idea to iPhone, how to use apps to grow your lists, generate leads, generate revenue, and ultimately grow your business. It's, uh, again, one of the most insightful and actionable interviews I've done in a while. So be sure to listen to it, take notes, and uh, enjoy the interview. I am here live with Carla White. She is, believe it or not, guys, this is this is blowing my mind as well. She is the first woman to launch an iPhone app. Typically, we don't get into too much of the story of the people who I interview on this show, but I'm super curious to hear you talk about how that happened and really how, you know, that has helped you progress in your career. Yeah. It's really kind of crazy how I stumbled into it because I never, I don't know, I never considered myself an entrepreneur when I started this. So what happened was my app is called Gratitude Journal. So that's why I'm wearing this gratitude shirt. Um, And at the time, before I launched the app, I was going through some drastic life changes, like moving from London to South Dakota, leaving a big career, having a failed business behind me, like all these different things. And also my dad had suddenly passed away. So long story short, I was dealing with some major depression and kept a gratitude journal. And it, I wasn't a woo-woo person. I was very a scientific type of person, very nerdy girl and kept a gratitude journal. Two months into keeping my gratitude journal, I'm out for a walk and I'm 
thinking of things I need to put in the journal that night. And because I'm, you know, left brain, got to have plan everything out. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I slept good. I lost weight. I have job prospects. I have all these things that are happening, which was a complete 180 from when I was in the hospital just two months prior with double pneumonia because I was so stressed. My whole body was collapsing. So uh, when I put two and two together and realized that it was because of the gratitude journal that my life turned around so quickly and easily that I thought, well, I got to tell the world about this. And the iPhone had just come out like a few months prior. They just released the SDK or there was rumors. There were rumors of uh, an SDK coming out. It's the software development kit. So people other than Apple could create apps. And I thought, well, I'll create an app for this. And had no idea, like live in South Dakota, nobody around here for like 2000 mile radius even knows what an iPhone is, <laughs> how to make an app. And um, I found this dude in India. And back then, developers would practically pay you to make the app because they just wanted to figure it out themselves too. And they wanted a project to work on. So oh, that's amazing. 2008 seems to be the year where all things just didn't go right. <laughs> that's cool though. I love it. I love it. So you, you took this idea of creating a gratitude journal. You kind of were an early adopter of the iPhone apps, right? That were projected to go extinct in the next year. And you continued on your path to making this success, right? So you, you call it idea to iPhone. Right. Wow. And that was in 2008, 2009? Uh, no, uh, the ebook was 2008 and they had me rewrite the book. I think it was 2013. So about five years. Yeah. You rewrote it from idea to iPhone. Yeah. Okay. I, I want to unpack a couple of things here. Okay. One, because we've chatted before this interview and you told me kind of the, the direction that you're headed now, right? Where you're, you're wanting to um, deliver your information more across the interweb, right? When you're, while you're creating funnels, you're, you're in the world of digital marketing, why have you shifted from what you were doing in the past, which was, you know, online forums and creating blogs and doing media outreach to now delivering your stuff um, digitally? Yeah. So when I created that book to begin with, I didn't know anything about a funnel. Like had I known something about a funnel, I would have followed up with the course and all the other things, right? So I didn't know anything about that. And I started to dive deep into the app world, churn and conversions and, you know, subscription models and SDK features and like really dancing to the tune of Apple's music and understanding that world. And I dove deep into that world. I was speaking at conferences and I had my own app production shop and everything like a team and all that. And um, then a girl from Colorado got my book and she said, you know what? This would be a really good lead magnet for a funnel. And I said, thank you. Oh, real? well, that's nice. What's a lead magnet and what's a funnel? I had no idea. And that was like two years ago. And so she gives me this library of videos with this 12-year-old blowing my mind. I thought he was 12. It's Russell Brunson. And <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm like, what's this kid? And he was teaching me all these things that I'm like, oh my gosh, if I attached the app world to this world, what an amazing combination that is. And so I went to Funnel Hacking Live a few months later, not even a couple months later, still not really understanding what a funnel was. But then he offered his two CCX group and I'm like, okay, I need to study this stuff. And I get in this group and people are using these like lead magnet and stuff. Like I'm like, I have no idea what they're talking about. But a full immersion is the best way to learn. And now... When people get my app, that's how they get into my funnel. And it's so powerful because that app already is giving them um, a tool that is changing their life. Like it's giving them a result of finding me in the world. And I'm just compounding that and compounding that, building that relationship, building that trust letting them know, look, I understand where you're coming from. I've been there. This is who I am. And then I invite them into a 21-day challenge. And by then, you know, like we're old friends by then. You know, there is a lot of trust. And I just take them on a journey. And it's really cool because um, it's all about, you know, future pacing them, giving them this vision, giving them a community, which you can't do in an app, the same way you can do like on a Facebook group or through a Zoom call or all these other mediums. So it's uh, combining those two worlds is really awesome. Oh, okay. I love this. I love this because this is, I mean, (laughs) my business partner and I were having this conversation earlier, right? Because we, along with this podcast, what we aim and strive to do is create information and knowledge based off of our own experiences and the quote unquote success we've had in business to both of us. Right. And we always go back to remember what you wanted to know when you got started. Right. Which is kind of the, the path that you are taking people on from idea to creating an app, implementing the funnel and all the other things mm-hmm. that you need in, to get people into your community to know more about you. Will you please, you know, in the best way that you can kind of walk myself and the listeners through how you are taking people from, okay, I have this cool idea that I think I want to share to the world, but I'm not really sure how to get it out there. I'm not sure how to get sales. I don't really know anything about business, but I know a lot about this thing. What, what would you say to that person? Oh, goodness. So, um, you know, my whole process of creating apps from day one, it's still the same sort of formula. You know, like the tools have changed, the designs have changed, but the process is still the same. You know, number one, so many people want to create this massive software solution. Really, your app has to be able to do one thing and one thing really well. If you can't explain it in one sentence, your app idea is too big. Okay, so the other thing that people need to do is go out, look in the app store, see what is already existing. Now, if you're saying, look, there are no competitors, then either you're trying to sell something nobody wants to buy because there are millions of apps out there and there's some version of your app already. And just because there's a version of your app does not mean that you can't make it. Like there's no room for it. A lot of times it means that there was an opportunity, but the people who created the app don't have the business knowledge to profit off of that app. 
So they might be all technical without the business savvy, which is a lot of times what happens on the app store. So those apps die because they don't know how to build that relationship with the users, with the customers to get them to spread word of mouth. Um, The other thing is when you find apps that reflect your idea, look at the comments of what people are saying and make sure that the comments reflect the version of the app. So although an app can have 25,000 comments, like 22,350 of them could be for older versions and they change things up. So make sure it's just on the latest version. Uh, There's tools like App Annie that are really good at doing some research. So doing that research. The other thing I suggest is mapping out as many features as you want, but the only ones you build support that one main feature. So when I created my gratitude app, I had things like, oh, we can play music. It can do this and that. And it's like, okay, do they really need that at that point in time? Like, What do they really need to accomplish what they want without all the fuss and learning and extra, because most bells and whistles people do not use. Um, an app production is 80% of your success hinges on your design and your marketing, not your development, not your features. So keeping it super simple and focusing on a very beautiful design and a killer marketing strategy is so important. Now, what I do, what I've done with my app agency is we no longer just build standalone apps. The apps we build are entrances to funnels. And in order to build an app that is a lead magnet for a funnel, it needs to have certain features. Okay, so number one, you need to give your users something in exchange for their email address. Now, I give my users um, storage space in the cloud so they can save their journals in the cloud and they can change phones, they can delete the app, they can reinstall it. Their journals are always there. They're never going to lose their journals. And I pay for that storage space. I have to pay to store their journals. But they give me an email address. That email address goes into MailChimp. And when it goes into MailChimp, they get an email from me saying, hey, Rockstar, hey, cool kid, you know, whatever. I was in your shoes and I was able to turn my life around. And I'm going to share with you over the next 11 days exactly how I did that. And every day they're going to get an email from me unfolding my soap opera series with them. And each email is titled, okay, this is email two out of 11. This is email three out of 11. So they know exactly where they're at in the process. And the reason I keep it at 11 and so many, because so many soap opera series are only like four or five, you know, they keep them pretty short. I have mine at 11 because I want them to get into the habit of using the app. So I use that soap opera series as a trigger to get them to use the app. And this is really super important. You need to create features in your app and your app idea has to be something that they'll use multiple times over and over again to get a result. Because if it's an app that they just download and delete, none of this works. Your email won't work. Your trust won't work. You aren't giving them results. None of this will work. So it needs to give them results and they need to... um, 
be attracted to your character, to your attractive character, your hero's journey story, all of that. Now, there's a really good book called Hooked, and it explains a hook model in an app. So basically, to give you an overview, um, there has to be a trigger that gets the user to want to use your app. A lot of times this can be a notification, but you know, those kind of went by the wayside because we we're getting way too many. Um, sometimes it's that little circle with a number on it, letting you know, hey, you got some messages. Um, again, people are turning those off. Uh, but you need some sort of trigger to get them to go into the app. That's what my email series is designed to do, is to trigger them to use the app. So anyway, so you have this trigger to get them into the app. Now, once they're into the app, you have to reward them for opening the app. And this can be, hey, Tommy liked your post. Somebody made a comment on your post. But the best rewards are random. And the way this, what this comes from is they did a study with um, monkeys and they ring a bell and then they would give the monkey a treat. And they measured the brain activity in the monkey. And when the bell rang, the monkey's um, chemical cocktail in their brain spiked up. And when they got the treat, it went down. So it was that anticipation of getting the treat that actually spiked it. So it's that notification, hey, you got a message where you get the spike in your chemical cocktails in your brain. And when you actually read them, it's not that high. Well, what they started to do was they would give the monkeys random treats. So sometimes they give them zero. Sometimes they give them three. Sometimes they give them a totally different treat. Sometimes they give them something they didn't like. And when it was random like that, the chemical cocktail spiked even four times higher than when it was predictable. So when somebody opens up your app, it needs to be unpredictable what they're going to get. So if you look at Facebook, um, friendiversary, on this day, who liked your app, you know, all these things that you get, those are designed to create that chemical cocktail in your brain and get you to open it up even more because you never know what you're going to get. It's at a, you know, secret surprise. And so that's the next thing. And the next ingredient is to get them to make a long-term investment in your app. So for example, my app, if I can get them to use it for 21 days, the consequence of them going to a different gratitude app is they're going to lose all those entries. There's no way to port them. If you go from Facebook to another social media app, you're not going to have all your friends there. So it's that long-term investment that you want to have them put into your app. And so that becomes a hook model that where they constantly are coming back and over and over and over again. And when you can design that into your app idea with one that gives them results, it can be so simple, like meditation apps, um, reminder apps. And even though there's like a hundred different to-do list apps, you can still always make them better. And that's the secret to making a great lead magnet. Oh my gosh. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I'm, you got my mind spinning right now. And if anyone was was kind of like digesting what you were just saying, like I was, that exact concept can be used to get people back into your course, to get people back mm-hmm. into your membership, to get people back to your website, back to your Facebook group. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like seriously, my mind is exploding right now with so many ideas. 
Thank you for sharing that information. My next question for you, because I have, you know, I, I'm not super educated in the world of app development or the world of using it as a lead magnet. You brought this idea to me as something brand new to my world. But what I have heard, right, and is a, a common stigma in a lot of um, future, not like information, is that apps are no longer the route you should be taking. So my question to you, actually, what I want you to do is crush that objection yeah. and then tell us where the future of applications are going. Yeah. So apps are still <laughs> definitely, you know, like if you're considering, should I make a book or should I make an app or should I do, I, I've never spent money on a Facebook ad. Well, no, I take it back. I wasted money on a Facebook ad because I had no idea what I was doing, but uh, I've never really done a, a Facebook ad strategy. Um, yeah. I tend to fill all my courses and, you know, get great results because of my app. My app, I don't use any adverts. Again, when I make it free, I just share it on my own personal wall. I might share it in a group or Insta. And if you look on my wall, I got like what, 2,000 friends. If you look on Instagram, I got about 2,000 followers. So I'm not like one of these 50,000 people yet. Um, but when I do that and just share it in those few places, I get about 1,000 to 2,000 downloads a day. That's 1,000 to 2,000 emails a day. So if you are going into the app world with this idea of I want to make it to the top of the charts and you know I want to bust it and that's where I'm making my money, yeah, it's going to be a little tougher. But if you have a list already, you can definitely make it into the top of the charts if you have a good strategy for your app. Um, and when you make it into the top of the charts, you know, like you think about all those emails. Like I don't like would people tell me what they spend on Facebook ads? I'm like, oh my God, you could have a software that gives them results right now and build your list off of that. But anyway, uh, it's still a blue ocean. I think you're, I you're going in a, a different bit. route than most people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Don't yeah. spend and, money on Facebook ads, put it in an app. I'm so intrigued. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, so, um, okay, let's compare a book to an app because a lot of times that's the, the lead magnet is a book. People get your book. How many people actually read the book, right? And maybe get up to 50 pages. They got to read that whole book in order to get something out of it. And look at how much time that takes. So, um, and the book then sits on a shelf with a thousand other books hidden. Now, if you create an app, it's on their phone. If you do the series correctly, you can get them to put the, your app icon on their home screen. So every time they open up their phone, every time they look at it, which is how many times a day, like 10,000 times a day, they're going to see your app. And when they see your app, they're going to think of you. You're omnipresent. You can ask them then to follow you on Instagram, on, you know, like all these different places. And so I honestly feel like, yeah, there's the app store has moved on. I think there is an opportunity to like, I just kind of hope Headspace picks up on this. You know, like you look at Headspace, they got how many thousands of users and yet they're like I was in that app bubble world. And if they created a community out of that and a few, like add on products and a funnel and all this other stuff, I mean, they're just sitting on a gold mine. People want to buy from them again, but yet they're only thinking about subscriptions. 
How can I get them onto the next subscription? And if you can get out of that and take them on a journey, get them somewhere, get them on a retreat somewhere. I mean, just think about all the money that's sitting out there for that. Yeah. Hire different coaches, have those coaches deliver their own training. And then, yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. This is great. (laughs) We just got into, you know, we could go down the rabbit hole of the whole headspace concept and how, you know, there, there are a lot of business owners who get stuck in, you know, it's either overwhelming information or they don't know where to go or they don't know what to focus on, or they're just, you know, because of all that, they're just completely missing out on all the opportunity that's there, right? If we use Headspace as an, as an example, like you said, they could turn their app not only into a lead magnet that then leads them to a different community that then leads them to different offers, right? That That's when you could deliver a book about different ways to meditate, um, different mm-hmm. international medicines, and just creating a bunch of different offers, which then could lead to a different retreat or multiple. And yeah. So if you're listening to this guys and you, and you're in that, you're in that place where you're just like, okay, I'm kind of in the, this loop where my membership's okay. Or my, my app has a few downloads or my course has, you know, a few, a few people. And I just don't know how to get more people or don't know which route to go to deliver more offers. There is a, a an abundance of creation that you can put into whatever you have already. And Carla is the definition of making that happen. And I really appreciate you sharing that information. Yeah. You know, like let's go headspace. There's also another app developer here locally. He had a suite of apps and he made them free for like a day or two. He got over a million downloads. Okay. Think about growing your list by a million in one day. He didn't have a follow on funnel. I'm, I was kicking you like, mm, you should have a follow on funnel. But anyway, it's <laughs> uh, <laughs> a little money on the table. But um, when you, you think about this, like your membership site, evangelize the users, the people who get my app and they reach out to me and they become part of my community, they then become my ambassadors. They then become the face for the app, not me. They are. And they are recruiting their friends and it becomes this ripple on effect. So I raise them up, bring attention to them, and then they evangelize the app, which is like you think about Headspace and all these others, like if somebody does 365 days out of the year they in Headspace, they do a shout out on Twitter and that's about it. Dude, make that guy into an ambassador. Give him status and give him like some power to talk about your, your business. Give him a role in your business. Man. Yeah. Give him a role. Give him some swag. Give him, yeah. sponsor them, do something like, yeah. yeah, no, I love that. Evangelize your top customers. That is yeah. kind of hitting a pain point in our company right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. So Carla, oh, I feel like we could talk about this all, all day. And I know that you could, you can nerd about, nerd out about this all day. <laughs> I want to quickly just get to know you a little bit better, allow our audience to get to know you a little bit better. So I'm going to ask you um, some quick rapid fire questions. You can go in depth on them if you want to. Um, But the first one is, what is one book you wish everyone in the world would read? The Four Agreements. On what do you like to spend your time and money outside of business? Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Adventure, hands down you know, off the beaten track, go someplace uh, that people go, why'd you go there? So I like, for example, I snuck into Cuba before it was open. Yeah. These are the places I like to go sneak into Cuba, go stay with a Cuban family, live like the Cubans, you know, 
What is one non-negotiable habit you implement every single day? So every morning, uh, it starts with daydreaming before I even get out of bed and appreciating all the stuff that's going to come to me throughout the day today. And then at the end of the day, recapping it by writing it all down and at least eight things. Um, why not write down eight, 10, 20, if you really want to go deep and, uh, same thing with, um, goals, you know, why was just set three goals, set 3000 goals because you can get it all, you know, like that just gives the universe more opportunity to give you stuff. Beautiful. Beautiful. What is the most memorable experience, good or bad you've ever had? Ooh, um, I'm going to go good because I think I'll tear up if I share my worst. <laughs> um, but that was when we adopted both our kids. Like the first time, like when I met them physically, that was super awesome. What is the most insightful or actionable piece of advice you've ever received? Interesting enough, it's like a non-action. It is uh, to ignore things. So like if, if there's somebody in your life that is super annoying to you or just not, you know, like they're, they're maybe pushing your buttons or something to that regard, ignoring them and that what they're doing somehow takes away the energy of that and, mm-hmm. and cuts it off and frees you from it. So, yeah, so that's, it just seems like the best thing that are, I don't know. I'm, I used to be a pretty sensitive person though. So maybe I still am. That's okay. Nothing wrong with that. All right, Carla, you have provided some amazing, actionable and insightful information yourself today. And I want to give you a chance to invite our listeners to learn more from you, learn more about you, become involved in your community, download your app, get your courses, all that stuff. Will you please tell them where they can do that? Yeah. So to get my app, you just go to mygratitudejournal.com. That'll take you straight to the app store. Uh, If you want to make your own app, I got a book out. It's called Idea to iPhone. It's on Amazon, or you can go to ideatoiphone.com. Or if you just want to like see my mug, you can go to carlawhite.com or carlawhite.org and my backstories there and other goodies. Awesome. Awesome. Is there any last words of wisdom you would like to give to our listeners? Starting a gratitude practice and not just like doing it because you should, because you want to, because like it's such a fun way to create the life that you want and to do it every day. Like it's not a one and done thing. Like, because the more you do it, the more stuff comes into your life. That's just crazy. Like it's just fun and easy and just do it. Just do it. (laughs) Gratitude practice. You're not the first person to come on here and say to implement that into your life. So thank you for reiterating the same message. I really appreciate you being on here. Guys, take advantage of learning more from Carla, indulge in her information. If you learn anything from this podcast, I can't even imagine what else she teaches. Go take advantage of her courses, her free information, learn more about her, be involved in her community and ultimately leverage her relationship to change your life. Carla, thank you so much for everything that you provided on this interview today. Uh, Thank you for having me. It was so much fun, Cameron. Enjoy the rest of your day. Guys, thanks for tuning in. If you want to learn more about Carla White, I will put all of her information, her links 
to all of her stuff in the show notes. You'll be able to get access to all that stuff. Once again, I appreciate you, Carla. Thanks everyone for tuning in. You've been listening to the Six Figure Roadmap. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe and leave a review. To learn more about our membership, visit us online at www.lvrg.it. 